Welcome to a bonus episode of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Hello. It's been a few minutes since we've done one of these, but we're back. And to get back into the swing of things, figure we would tackle some of your questions. If you uh, saw on Instagram the other day, we invited you to submit questions to us that we would answer during uh, during this bonus episode. So we've selected some of those. Um, we picked some at random, and then I also forced the ones in that we got multiple times. Okay. So we can tackle those. So why don't you start? We each have a pile. Yeah. Mine's face down because I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, mine, uh, mine is too. So uh, first question. How did Jeff get off Ambien? I, this came up quite a bit because I mentioned in one of my in, in, uh, Instagram Q&As or I mentioned on an Instagram story that I don't take Ambien anymore. You weren't Ambien dependent in the first place. No, but there's a lot of people who are because I got this question so mm-hmm. much. And I think that the way that I got off Ambien was simply not having a mandatory wake up time in the morning. Yeah, because Jeff went from having to get up. What time did your alarm go off when you were in radio? 3.30. Right. So now he doesn't have to do that. So. Are you yawning while we're talking about Ambien? Yes. Um, talking about <laughs> Ambien makes you tired. Um, but you can naturally fall asleep and naturally wake up. So you're not under so much pressure to get a condensed really super amount of sleep in a short time. Yeah. And I never, I mean, I don't know if this is going to help anybody or not, but I took Ambien mainly in the summer months when I would be getting into bed when it was super Super light, super bright. Mm -hmm. I would have to go to bed at like seven or 8 PM. It was super bright out. Number one. And number two, um, I broke the pill into thirds. Like I took the bare minimum that I needed to take in order to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it wasn't difficult at all. Like I just, I think there were a couple nights where I was like, well, this sucks. Like kind of lying awake. There's a couple nights that you took like ZQL. Yeah. I tried that NyQuil, ZQL stuff. Um, and then Melatonin. Is there anything that you found that you like? Is it melatonin or melanin? Melatonin. Melatonin. Melanin's the stuff in your skin, right? Melatonin. Um, I didn't think either one of those did anything for me. It's no Ambien. Yeah, and I just don't need it. So that's how do you get off Ambien? Uh, Just quit your job. (laughs) That's my (laughs) advice. Um, I also want to address the fact that I was just making fun of Callie for yawning. Um, That's not when she yawns because this question has come in a couple of times, it's her trying to catch her breath because she's so pregnant. Yeah. It's not um, like tired. It's here I go again. It's. Ooh, <laughs> sorry. Um, now you know, everyone's going to yawn listening to this. It's like the baby, like wherever she is, is like taking my breath away. And remember when we figured out right after the show started that you had a weird speaking thing. Yeah. Like I don't breathe properly when I speak. Yeah. I think you fixed that though, didn't you? I fixed it for the most part and then I got pregnant and now the baby. Uh, How often do you get confused recording the day before when you have to reference the day? Um, I think I'm actually used to it right now. For the most part. This is always a gray area for me because we record the show like we'll record the show for that'll that that will be released early on Wednesday morning. We'll record that on Tuesday afternoon. So knowing that the we can see the stats, I can see the stats of of when people listen, mm-hmm. and the majority of of people listen to our show on the day it comes out. Yes. So when we record on Tuesday, we try to pretend it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I think when we first started the show, we did a lot of, well, if you're listening to this on the day of release and blah, 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 and like all that confusing, yeah. whatever. And now I think we just, we never say that, do we? We, we, rare, um, we rarely. Sometimes we do, but only when it's like about contesting and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, otherwise we just refer to it as the day. And I don't think it really doesn't trip me up at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Not much. Every once in a while, like I did it like once last week and we had to re-record, but 
yeah, I think we're getting used to it. It makes more sense now than it did in the beginning. In the beginning, it was super confusing. Yeah, because we're trying to be as authentic as possible. And you know that we're not doing the show live. So, yeah. So I feel weird. I, I don't know if you feel weird about it. I feel a little weird. I don't because it's not inauthentic. It just makes it easier to listen to. Yeah. I'm going to start thinking of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. All right. Okay. Um, how did you tell your parents you were pregnant? The, with the, with the baby that is coming in November, we just, we called my dad on the phone right after your doctor's appointment, right? Yeah. And then we drove over to your parents' house and mm-hmm. told, no. No, you're thinking of when we found out the sex of the baby. Oh. Um, with my parents, remember they were coming over to our house for dinner? Oh, and we told them in person. Yeah, we told them in person. We were just like, I think, um, did I say it or did you say it? I think I said it. They were over for dinner. It was, I mean, they knew we were trying. We had a, we had, had a miscarriage the year before. Um, and I think we just said, so I'm pre- I think I just said, so I'm pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, really? Uh, so yeah. But we called, I think we called my dad immediately. We did. After leaving the hospital or the doctor's office mm-hmm. where you had your like official test. Yeah. I think we called him right away and it just so happened, like let's say it was a Thursday, it just so happened we were having dinner with your parents on Friday. So we told him in person, something yeah. like that, right? Nothing fancy. Now the first time with our first pregnancy, the baby that that we lost, that I really want once baby girl dollar is here, in November, I want to play the audio of us telling our parents about the first baby. Because it was so, um, it was so cool because one, Jeff's mom was alive. So right. she got to find out her reaction was definitely the funniest. Who did we She's tell? She's like, you're not pregnant. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, we can tell the, we can tell the story, but playing the audio of it is what so is. So much better. Re- yeah. But, um. But it feels weird. I don't know. I just want to make sure baby girl gets here safely in November, you know? Right. Um, but it was cool because that was the first time they found out they were going to be grandparents. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't specific to that baby. And like our baby, when she grows up, is going to feel like no one was excited about her. But it was like the initial excitement of finding out that they were going to be grandparents. So. And I can't. Did we tell? We told your parents first. Mm-hmm. And. I gathered everybody up for a photo and your sister was there, right? Mm -hmm. And we gathered everybody up for a photo. We were taking our Christmas card photo. Is that what it was? Uh Uh-huh. And I said, okay, let me get everybody in the shot. All right. On one, two, three, everybody say, Callie's pregnant. (laughs) And you can see, and I was filming it. And and her dad had the best reaction. He was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, which is great. And then with my parents, we flew up to Syracuse. And I had sweatshirts made that said uh, grandma and grandpa on them. And I think we we said we took them some Christmas presents or something. And I said, hey, and I want to give these to you as early presents or something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom, they both open it up and my mom's holding the sweater up and she can't get over how much I screwed up the size. She's she, like, this is not going to fit me. She's tiny. She she was four foot nine and, you know, weighed 100 pounds. She was a tiny little thing. And I got a small, but it was still too big. So she's holding it up. It says grandma right in front of it. And she's like, this is so big. I don't know if I'll ever fit in this. It's so, I like the color though, but it's so big. And then I go, mom, what's it saying? it? And she says, number one, grandma. But I can, when am I going to wear this? It's too big. And I think that's when my dad caught on. Yeah. And he was like, wait, what? And then he said (laughs) to my mom, what does it say again? And she goes, number one, grandma. And then it caught on and she's like, looks right at Callie and says, you're not pregnant. (laughs) It was great. I'm glad that we got that moment with her. Yeah. uh, Because that was really special. Yeah. Super sweet. But uh, um, I think that audio would be fun to play. Yeah. Uh, but the second time, just is it mine or yours? Uh, mine. Yours. Yeah. How do you decide if a friend 
gets the label best friend? Is it cumulative time together? Is it closeness and secret shared? Is it seniority? How do you how do you label someone best friend? Um, well, I think it's when it's an adult, it's really awkward because I have friends that I've been friends with since seventh grade. You know, we're like everyone's your best friend, and then yeah, you know, they just are your best friend because we've been friends since seventh grade. Um, when you're an adult, I remember my friend Chrissy saying that about her at the first time and feeling kind of awkward. Cause I'm like, does she think the same thing about me? It's like calling someone your boyfriend for the first time, but you're like, not really sure if you are, but you think you feel like you are. So it's just who said awkward. it first, you or Chrissy? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember, but. And yeah. do you, do you have to declare it? Like, I think you do because it's the first time either one of you says it, it's weird. Like, do you have to say like it's noticeably weird? <laughs> do you have, do you have to say, I'm so glad I'm a guy because this stuff isn't complicated. Really? No. You're just like, but you remember like how weird it was for you. Like you didn't call me your girlfriend forever. Well, that was because I had gone through a divorce and we were dating and I didn't say girlfriend about anybody that I was dating post divorce because it was just, it seemed weird and immature. And I think anybody who's gone through a divorce can relate to that because it just seems weird to go from girlfriend to fiance to wife and then be like, nah, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. It's just odd, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess the, I, the, the best friend thing, that, that question made me laugh. I think it's, it is funny. I think it's the bond. I don't think it's the amount of time. So you could meet somebody and within 30 days be like, that's one of my best friends. Yes. I'm going to tell you all about Brooklyn in here in just a second, but there's only really one thing that you need to know. It's that Brooklinen is so confident in their products that their sheets, their comforters, their loungewear, and their towels all come with a lifetime warranty. They are so confident in how well those items are going to hold up and how they're going to keep their promise to you that they've given them a lifetime warranty. So don't be afraid to go to brooklinen.com and transform your bedroom and your bathroom into a luxurious, relaxing spot-like experience. You know them as the internet's favorite sheets, but they've also got towels. They've got loungewear and robes. They've got bedding. They were the very first direct-to-consumer betting company. They know what they're doing. They've got over 50,000 five-star reviews. And now that they've moved beyond the bedroom, you can make your entire house a luxurious spa-like retreat. And you can do it by saving 10% off your first order just for being an upside listener. So whether you need towels, shower curtains, loungewear, robes, eye masks, even furniture, art, and totes, to upgrade your house. They've got you covered. And of course, those sheets that made them famous. Go to brooklinen.com, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use the promo code UPSIDE. brooklinen.com, promo code UPSIDE. Everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Here's what Magic Spoon Cereal says, right? It says, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Now, um, normally you would lose me that right there because I'm thinking there is no way that is delicious. No way. Well, I can tell you, Callie approves, Callie's honor, Magic Spoon cereal is delicious. And I stopped eating cereal a couple years ago just because there's so much junk in it. And I was trying to cut down on the carbs and the sugar and stuff like that. Um, so cereal had to go, but I found Magic Spoon and it is so delicious. They have done it. They have figured out how to give us our cereal fix. I personally love the fruity and the frosted. Um, I actually like mixing both of those together and I'll either do it as like a dry a little snack or throw some milk on it. So good. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our code upside at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee. So if you don't like the cereal for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside and make sure you use the code upside at checkout for free shipping. If you've been listening to The Upside for any period of time, you've heard us talk about BetterHelp, B-E-T-T. -T 
E-R-H-E-L-P. BetterHelp is counseling that you can take from the comfort of your own home or wherever you like. It's the same as being in person, but you just get to meet with your therapist virtually. This is great for a bunch of reasons. Obviously, the state of the world right now is limiting some in-person visits. Well, this guarantees you can get counseling when you need it from wherever you are. Number two, counseling can be intimidating, especially if you've never been before. This is a way to take the edge off. You don't have to go sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or try to find your doctor's office and hope you're in the right place. You're going to be in your living room or your bedroom. And it's professional, just like you are face-to-face. Everything you share is confidential. And they've got counselors and therapists for all sorts of of, uh, areas, whatever you need to attack, whether it's a relationship issue, an anxiety, anxiety issue, an anger issue, family issues, they've got you covered. And it's affordable. Over 1 million people take charge of their mental health with BetterHelp. Be one of them. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. You'll get 10% off when you go to that website. BetterHelp.com slash upside. Get started today. When will gratitude journals be shipping? Now, I have been working on gratitude journals since this summer. (laughs) thinking, oh, I'm going to get them out ahead of time this year. And um, things just kept coming up and it just, we had the artwork done and then we changed the note inside and then it's a whole thing. So we're almost ready to print. I have the artist has to make one more change um, and then we'll be ready to go. I would say shipping will start early November. So definitely earlier than last year. When are they going on sale? I don't know. Is it going to be in October? I would love for it to be, but I doubt it. Oh, so so they won't be on sale in October? I don't think so. They'll be on sale in early November. November. But they'll be ready to ship and go. So if somebody buys one on November 5th, it'll be in the mail November 6th. That's yes. the plan. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. I, I, because I want to – the reason that question came up is because of all the postal service delays mm-hmm. and – People who are not traveling for Christmas are going to be sending packages, yeah. gift packages, and if they want to include a gratitude journal. As soon as humanly possible. If you're a new listener to The Upside with Callie and Jeff, you might not know about the gratitude journals, but every year we do a limited run. The only time you can get them is in, in the fall and winter of a year, like November, December, and we sell these gratitude journals that um, have enough space where you can write one thing that you're grateful for every single day for the entire next year. And it's kind of a fun thing. Every year we pick a charity to donate um, some of the cash from the gratitude journals to, which is cool and fun. Um, So we do that. And it's kind of fun that it's only a once a year thing. And then everybody gets really into it and gets excited um, for that time of year. And And they make great gifts and they're great to buy for yourself and it's a great and habit. for your office mates. A yeah. lot of people buy them for as like corporate gifts and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So yeah, we get really excited about it. It's my favorite thing all year. A two for question about Sadie. Number one, how's her butt? Number two, does she still eat poop? Um, Sadie's butt is still gross, but she's a vet appointment soon, right? Yeah. So we're going to ask. But I thought you said that you got a ton of messages from like vet type people and there's nothing that can be done about it. She's just a dirty butt dog. Well, they were saying pumpkin stuff. We haven't tried anything. Oh, but they did say there's stuff that they could, she could do. Pumpkin, changing food, stuff like that. So we'll have to see what the vet says. Um, but she goes then and then. The if, you, if you don't, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but if you follow Callie on Instagram, you know that a couple of weeks ago we had an issue where Sadie, when she when she sat down somewhere, she butt stamps. She yeah, there's a mark. You know everywhere that she sat. Which like one day Callie washed the sheets on our master bed like twice. Oh my gosh, it was a thing. Um, and now, and now she's just not allowed in that bedroom. And now she's not allowed on her bed for the time being. But um, she hasn't always been this way. It's like been the past like. She's getting old. Yeah. She's just getting a little old. It's okay. What's the two part? And then the other one is um, she's not eating Lily's poop anymore because since we've moved, the yard is smaller 
So I pick up the poop like right after they go, number one. And number two, she is in like yelling distance. Like our house that we had before, the yard went way back. It was huge. Which means if you, if the, if the dog was at the end of the yard and you yelled at her and you were like, Sadie, don't do that. She would just look at you. Right. And be like, I could keep doing this. And even if you ran. You couldn't I, get to me. I've got 15 seconds to eat this poop. <laughs> right. And she, and that's, she's a beagle. So and that's And they would just be attitude. out to graze all day, the dogs. Like yeah. we would just open the door whenever they wanted to go out. They could go and explore and stuff like that. This, we share a fence with people, like a see-through fence. And it's a little smaller. So a lot smaller. So we don't let them like we're freely- we're actually physically outside with them when they're outside. Right. So if Sadie started to do it. So that's a long way to say our dog is no longer eating poop. Yeah. Okay. Um, what character trait of the other person do you hope gets passed down to your daughter? Ooh, that is a good one. It's a really good one. Oh, hmm. I hope that our daughter gets your two things. The first one that popped into my mind is her, is your focus. Like, I think you are really good when you put your mind to something that you do it to its entirety. And like, you're focused, like you're, you're just, you get it done. So I like that. Um, and this is a dangerous one because I want her to have your empathy. Like I want her to care for other people the way you do. But it's also one of the things that make me nervous about having a daughter is finding that fine line between being thoughtful mm -hmm. and selfless and not getting walked all over. Yeah. That's a really hard thing, I think. Yeah. That's going to be when we talk about things that that make me nervous about being a dad, there are com complexities, I think. I, I don't want to get into it here and hijack the question, but I just think there are complexities to raising a strong, confident, caring woman that will not get bulldozed bulldozed mm -hmm. or thought of as a bulldozer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just think it's a little more delicate with, I think it's a lot more delicate and I think that's changing, mm -hmm. but it's I very think, true. yeah. So I hope that she gets your kind heart. Jeff has like the sweetest, most kind heart of anyone that I know and is so thoughtful and would do anything for anybody, anytime, until you make him mad. But until you're out, until you're out, and then you're really out. But um, yeah, you have such a kind heart, and and I hope she gets that, and I hope that um, she takes care of us as well as you take care of your parents. I think that that's a delicate balance too, because I can point to places where my kind heart has gotten me in trouble. Yes, however. It's lessons learned. You know what I mean? There's going to be no part of her personality that doesn't at some point get her into trouble or make life harder for her. You I, know what I mean? I think everyone's best qualities can also really hurt them. But that goes for everybody. Yeah. I've had people ask me if I would do things differently at my last job because um, I gave up so much for another person like to make her life easier and mm -hmm. to make, and to make things, you know, people who knew me really well, like the, right. not list, listeners or, or, or people on Instagram, but people who are like in the trenches mm -hmm. with it, who knew that the personal sacrifice I made to help her overcome some obstacles in her life. And the truth is I wouldn't do anything differently. Right. Because I think if I didn't, step up to help her when she was in need. I don't think I would, 
I think I would feel badly about myself. Mm -hmm. And now that we're on the other side of all that drama and all that craziness, like I can look back on that and say, you know what? I did everything I could. You're sleeping fine at night. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I also hope that she, um, gets, there's so many things that I hope that she gets from you. Um, cre- your creativity and cause you're one of the most creative people that, that I know. And you, Jeff doesn't understand the word no. And I mean that in a good way. Like he's more like, let's figure it out. How do we do this? Like there's no problem that can't be solved. Um, anyway, so I love that. And I hope that she gets a sense of humor because you're so funny. I think she's going to be a tiny Jeff Dollar clone. Y'all's <laughs> birthdays are too close together to not be similar. Um, we'll have two Scorpios running around this house. So I think she's going to be a mini Jeff. I really do. Callie and I spent the past couple of weeks moving and the kitchen was kind of my project. One thing that happened Uh, kind of inadvertently or as a side project of moving all the stuff from the kitchen was I had to purge the pantry. I had to go through and get rid of stuff that had expired or maybe was just uh, too small. There wasn't enough left in order to justify the move. Uh, But I made a list. I made a list of everything that had to go, had to get tossed. And now I'm going to head over to thrivemarket.com and replace all that stuff. We're Thrive Market members proudly. They're an online membership-based market. They make healthy living easy and affordable. Now, you sign up, you become a member, and you're going to save an average of 32 bucks on every single order. It gets delivered right to your door. So we're using it right now to take care of all of our spices and our dry goods that were in the pantry, but you can use it for anything. They've got, if you're a smoothie drinker, they've got all the stuff that you want to add into your smoothie to give it an extra boost of health. If you are a snacker, they've got healthier versions of all the snacks that you eat. And if you are on a special diet like keto or paleo or gluten-free or vegan, they've got you covered there too. Thrivemarket.com slash upside is going to get you a free gift worth up to $24. Thrivemarket.com slash upside to start your risk-free membership. Claim your free gift today. Thrivemarket.com slash upside. I have been going through my sock drawer and I've been tossing out the old socks. And quite frankly, I have a lot of socks that I don't use. Um, So those are going in a donate pile for me. What I've updated my sock drawer with is Bomba socks. They have literally rethought every little detail of the socks that we wear every day to make them way more comfortable. I wear them every day. I love the wool no-show socks. They go perfectly with everything, whether I'm working out or just wearing like cute sneakers, but I, you know, need some, you know socks so they don't rub. Um, I love that style and don't let the wool freak you out because I wear them to work out every single day and I love them. But they do more than keep our feet cozy. For every pair of socks that we buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of over 3,000 plus giving partners. Now they donate to a lot of homeless shelters. And if you didn't know already, socks are the most requested item at homeless shelters. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash upside. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash upside. This question has come up a lot and I feel it's just an odd thing for, for people to be so concerned about. Okay. But multiple people want to know why we needed a bigger house with the baby. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know if people mean it negatively, but the tone of the question, like when people ask, it just seems a little, I don't know why it's, it just makes me feel some sort of way. Like, you're being judged or something or like we're brats or something. Maybe, but, and it's, it's truly possible that people don't intend it that way. So I don't want to. 
a lot of people have asked why we're moving if we're not buying. Um, so that I, I totally get, we, we didn't move like number of bedrooms. We still have the same number of bedrooms as we did before. Um, but we, the house that we were living in before, which was great, it's really old. So twofold one, um, can I interrupt you just for yeah. one second? I just want to say something. I feel like we've also answered this a couple of times. So if you've heard this before, Sorry, but it really was one of the questions that came in. That's funny. Multiple times. And um, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I feel bad because I don't want anybody to think that I'm coming down on them for their question, but it does make me feel some sort of way. Like, like why aren't you buying that one? Uh -huh. And why did you move uh -huh. while Callie was pregnant? And why did you need a bigger house? Um, so I don't even know that our house is square footage bigger it's just different. So, um, it's the same number of bedrooms, but there our house one was really old. So the way it was built, our other house, like we had no storage, none. Um, and after our baby shower, I was saying to Jeff, like we, um, could not have fit. Like we would have struggled to find places to put, like, it was a really great house, but literally it had no closets. Um, there just, it wasn't the right space for us. Um, and also it was old and like things in old houses just like break and, you know, leak and stuff like that. Um, just cause they're old. It's the nature of having an older house and we wanted something a little newer so we could cross that off the list of things that we were worrying about while we're trying to get in a routine with a baby. And, um, a couple other things, uh, the house did not have, the older house did not have a garage. So, and, and that where the cars parked were, it was under a big tree. And on more than one occasion, we would come out and find a, a, a larger branch, like in the driveway near the car. And that just made me nervous. It made us nervous. They, one of our favorite parts of that house was the big, beautiful trees, but also big, beautiful trees can be kind of scary. I mean, I was standing like outside on a sunny day, um, and a branch that had like partially broken during a storm came I mean, it would have yeah. killed our dogs. Like it's yeah. just, it wasn't, um, it and was beautiful and amazing, but we just were thinking more about like the safety of the baby and like what she needs and not having to worry about any of that kind of stuff. And I go to work at three in the morning. So Jeff would wake up with me every day and walk me to my car just for, because it's three 30 in the morning and I don't need, you know, we didn't have a garage. Now it's a little safer. Um, so that's why. And we, and because of the layout of this house, the, we actually have an office for the show for the Callie and Jeff stuff. Yeah. And, and it's a, and it's a studio and it's a dedicated space, which I think is going to be important when the baby arrives. Yes. And cause Jeff's, um, Jeff's studio slash office was basically in our entryway. And Callie, and this house has a little desk for Callie. So there's that. And then just to answer all of the questions at the risk of um, too much information, but it, they come up a lot. The reason that we rent and not buy, or the reason that we are renting the, we rented the last house and we're renting the reason we rented the, the last house. Um, we needed to get out. Uh, honestly is I knew that the, stuff at the radio station was on shaky ground and in the radio. And I had no idea what the future looked like, but we were in a small apartment and we were ready to get out. So and we were like, we're going through the miscarriage. We just had, we were just ready for different energy. And honestly, the conversation we were having was if you lose your job and we have to move somewhere else, we don't want to buy a house and then potentially be stuck with a house if for some reason we have to pick up out of Atlanta and move for Jeff's career. So the plan was, let's just get into this house and, and we'll live here. So we moved into the last house we were renting and then the pandemic happened and all this. And so we're like, okay, well, it's the biggest seller's market the city of Atlanta has seen in a decade and a half. Like houses are on the market for five minutes and they get offers above and beyond, you know, their, list their, price, their asking yeah. price and all that. And we not knowing how well the podcast is going to do for another year or two. And so it just made for us personally, it made more sense to rent right now. 
and with the hope of buying in 2021. Yeah. Like that's, that's the plan. So I think that should answer all of the questions. Yes. Okay. I don't know why that. Why? It's funny that that's what irks you. You know what it is, is I think we just, I just grew up. I know why it irks you. Why? Because you are the number one reason we moved is because you were trying to provide for me and the baby and do what's best for our family. And I think it's really a sensitive topic for you. Maybe that's it. Like it's very personal to you, you know, because yeah. you, I mean, you said the whole time we were trying to figure out where to move because we had like lots of arguments about, and we really don't argue that much, but the moving thing was, you know, cause I didn't really see the value in moving, but Jeff really did. And it came down to you wanting to provide for your family. So I think maybe you're just a little protective of that. Also, I think it might be because we both do our best to make careful and practical decisions. Like yes. neither one of us makes a spontaneous on the whim decision. Like everything is thought out and has a reason. Mm -hmm. So the thought that we might just do something as whimsical as just go buy a house or just go rent it, just sign a lease without putting thought into the, the what, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like, eh. so anyways, there's the answer. And if you didn't mean any harm when you asked it, which I'm sure you <laughs> didn't, I'm sorry for being salty. <laughs> um, how do you plan on introducing the pups to the baby? The, so I read this in one of my parenting books. So the day we bring the baby home, but when we get in the driveway, we're going to cover the baby in peanut butter because <laughs> do, like dogs love peanut butter. <laughs> and so we're just going to smear like a thin coating on. Then we're going to open the door and just kind of shove the baby in the house and then shut the door. <laughs> and the dogs will immediately associate the baby with peanut butter and happiness. Yeah. No, so not really, we're not doing that. Um, we talked, we asked moms on call that question. Um, when we were talking to the moms on call ladies, we have a bonus episode coming out with them. It'll be out in the next week. Okay. We actually have two we bonus have two. E episodes. Yeah. Um, but what they said is to, and this is totally different than what I would have done. So I'm glad that we talked to them about it, but they said to make it just like it's a normal day. Um, because if you walk in the house with a baby and you're like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And you're like, you're bringing their energy levels up and like whatever. And she, they basically said, um, to walk in the house, but you know, obviously watch the dogs, but put the, um, the car seat, the peanut butter covered baby, <laughs> Put the peanut butter covered baby, put the car seat on the floor and just act like it's another day. Like this is just what we do now. That, okay. With all due respect to the moms on call people, like I, I don't think like we can't do that just because we made, we can't make a bigger deal about bringing Lily home and introducing Lily to Sadie than we can about our, but like we had, there has to be some ceremony. About a ceremony? It. Yeah. Um, no, I think it'll be good, but I think, you know. <gasps> what about this? What if, what if we come in the house, one of us with the baby and we immediately go upstairs, we stand at the top of the stairs and then we play the Lion King music. And you know how in the Lion King, when they held Simba up at the sunrise, and all the other animals were gathered at the bottom of the mountain. Like we don't have a mountain, but we have stairs. So we hold the baby up and we play the Lion King music. And then all the animals, Lily and Sadie, will look up and realize that that is their new king. This is what I um this that, is what I, I deal with and live with every day. I will say though, we've talked about Jeff coming home from the hospital Hakuna with Matata. with the um like a piece of the baby's clothing. And we haven't kept the dogs away from the baby stuff. So we'll turn on, like, we have like a little mamaroo thing, um, that we turn on. So, and somebody actually said to, um, start playing at some point, like YouTube videos of babies crying. So they know what that sound is like. Um, so it's not so foreign to them, but you know, like the first time we turned the little mamaroo on, which is like a an electronic rocker thing, they were really scared. So we're trying to introduce them to sounds you know, and like Lily, when I was folding the baby's clothes, like she came in and sat with me. And so we don't make the baby a scary, bad thing. I can tell you exactly how it's going to go. We're going to come home and um, the dogs will be all excited because they will have not seen Callie in you know, three or four days. 
And um, so we're going to have to figure something. We're going to have to come home and keep the dogs from jumping on you. Because what's going to, can you imagine if they jumped up on your stitches? Oh my gosh, no. You'd, you'd kick them like a football player I kicking would. a field goal. Yeah. So we have to chill them out. And then once they get, you, they're glad Callie's home, then we're just going to bring the baby in. And I know what's going to happen. Sadie is going to sniff it up and down and then <laughs> go to the other side of the room and lie down. Like, okay, whatever. All right, this is here now. Great. And Lily, I think, is going to follow that thing around from room to room. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we think Lily's going to be really protective of her. When we take the baby up to the nursery, Lily will be in the nursery. If yes. We, if the baby is is on the, uh, you know, sitting on the, in the little car seat thing on the kitchen table or something, Lily will be right underneath it yeah. looking at it, just waiting for something to happen. When it comes to meat, quality matters. And especially in these days, sometimes it's really hard to find high quality meat or um, you go to the grocery store and you don't know what's going to be in stock. They don't have what you were thinking. And, you know, it's just an additional worry that none of us need right now. Well, ButcherBox is here to help you. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high quality meat right to our house. Now we love it. We are super big on the ground beef. Always got to have that around. Jeff loves ordering steaks. We also do their chicken. Um, and each box has nine to 11 pounds of meat, which is so much. And we keep it in our freezer, pull it out the night before. And then we have a meal of our choice, not the grocery store's choice, um, whenever we want it. And we absolutely love the taste. We love that it is healthy. Um, we are big big butcher box fans right now butcher box is offering new members ground beef for life so what does that mean that means when you sign up for a subscription they're gonna throw two pounds of ground beef in every single one of your boxes as long as you have a membership and let me tell you ground beef is one of those things that you always find yourself um needing and we love having that extra two pounds go to butcherbox.com upside to take advantage of that offer again that's b-u-t-c-h-e-r-b-o-x.com upside Vitamins and supplements delivered right to your door are a total game changer. It makes taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals super easy. There's no more going to the drugstore, the grocery store, or worse, the health food store and staring blankly at that wall of vitamins trying to figure out which one is right for you. All you have to do is go to TakeCareOf.com, T-A-K-E-C-A-R-E-O-F, dot com slash upside 25. You're going to take a short quiz and that quiz is going to identify what vitamins, what supplements are going to be perfect for you. They'll be delivered right to your door. Quality you can see, quality you can taste, and they're totally transparent about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products. You can get 25% off your first three months of care of by going to takecareof.com slash upside 25. That's 25% off your first three months, every month, 25% off for three months, but you got to go to takecareof.com slash upside 25 to take care, take advantage of that great care of offer. I am so excited that we've gotten to introduce you to Brush this week. And here is what I love about it. Okay. I have been an electric toothbrush user for a long time, probably since high school. Um, and here's the thing about electric toothbrushes that always like trips me up is that I always forget to change out the heads. And I feel like by the time I actually remember to change the head of an electric toothbrush, like it's time for me to get a new, you know, there's like a new later, greater thing out. Bruce is taking that problem away. So these are gorgeous. I'm not kidding. Really pretty electric toothbrushes. They sent us some, um, a really pretty matte pink one. Jeff has a matte black one and they will send you refilled heads to your door. So it's not something you have to think about again. And I really love that. I think you're going to love this company. I'm so glad that they're a member of our upside family and they are going to give you 15% off your Bruce when you use the promo code upside at Bruce.com. And you can try it for 90 days risk-free and get a two-year warranty. That's B-R-U-U-S-H.com and use the promo code upside when you check out. This is an intense question, um, but it comes in at, at fairly frequently. Callie, 
What advice can you give to friends of women who have had a miscarriage? How can I be a loving and supportive friend when she's going through something I have never experienced? This is a good question. And I, I have, I get this question sadly, multiple times a week from either women that are going through a loss or women who have friends that are going through a loss. Here's the thing. Everybody reacts completely differently. Um, and everybody's different. So I've read in like, you know, not chat rooms, but like message boards and stuff like that, that there are some women that just want to be with their friends and surrounded by people. I wanted to be alone. Um, but I think the two, the two, um, safe things to assume for most people or a lot of people, um, cause there aren't a lot of safe assumptions to make are one, what to say, which is, I'm so sorry for your loss. Cause that eliminates people tend to over talk, I think to women who are going through a loss and then it gets awkward. And if you don't believe right. what someone else is saying, then it's comes off offensive when it's not meant to be like, you know, you guys will get your baby or you're like, I just don't want to hear any nice things right now. Right. Just tell me you're sorry. And, and let me say thank you. Um, and I didn't really want to be around anyone. So I had friends offer to come over and I was like, honestly, I'm just really not feeling up to it. And they totally respected that. Um, you kind of can't, you kind of camped out for about three or four weeks without seeing anybody. Yeah. But you and my parents came over and just sat in our living room and watched TV and. Oh yeah, that's right. They came over one night just to, just, just so you could remember what other humans look like. Right. Um, so I think you can ask also like, what's the, how can I support you right now? The other thing is, um, miscarriage is really physically uncomfortable. It's like kind of gross. It's really sad. Um, for me, I was crying all the time and like in, in bed and on the couch and stuff like that in between heating pads and pain pills and, and going to the doctor and all this awkward stuff. I just wanted to be comfortable. And what you can't forget, um, for women, but also for the guys who are supporting women who are going through a miscarriage is the hormones are so crazy because they're ramping up because you're pregnant. Right. Then the hormones are confused because they're like, wait, there's a baby in here, but the baby's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And then as the miscarriage starts, the hormones are like, wait a minute. And then they just plunge down to nothing. And it's crazy. And, and that like, that's a tough roller coaster to navigate too. For the guy you mean? Well, for, and for you, but it's tough for the guy, for anybody, because the reality is you could want to be alone one hour and then want 50 people around the next, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, it's just, I, I just wanted to bring that up because I just, there was so much I didn't know about miscarriages until same. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had two friends, um, that experienced losses in the past, like two months. I sent both of them super comfy sweatpants. So if you want to physically do something for somebody, like not everyone feels like eating, um, you know, or being around people, but I think being comfortable, like everybody could use a pair of comfortable socks, comfortable pajamas, just, um, you know, go for dark ones. Cause there's a lot of gross stuff that happens in miscarriage, but those are my two things that I always tell people is just to feel okay about saying, I'm sorry for your loss and leaving it there. Cause it's confusing to know what to right. say. And then, um, and just comfy roll, sweatpants and just roll into target and go, what are your softest, coziest <laughs> yes. point me in the direction of your softest, softest and coziest. I'll take that. And I will take that gift wrapped, please. Thank you. Okay. Will you show pictures of baby dollar's face after she's born? Yes. Yes, we will. We need likes on social media. <laughs> um, people ask me this too about her birthday because I was really not into sharing her actual date of birth, a full name, all of that kind of stuff. And Jeff is like, yeah, no, we're doing that. Well, no, don't make it sound like I'm uh, some sort of tyrant or whatever. If you really don't want to, we won't. But it's also, and we can't hide her date of birth. Like, how do we do that? Well, we can hide her full name, but you don't want to do that because it's special. And yeah, but I, I, I don't think we can hide her full name. Like, it's like birth certificates are a matter of public records and stuff. Yeah, 
I, it just, it seems like an odd thing. The only, like we can do, if it's something you really want to do, we can do it. It just seems odd to hide something that's easily discoverable. Yeah. Like with an online search. Um, like but her, yeah, we'll be showing pictures of her face. We will. Yeah. Are you worried about somebody like stealing her identity or yeah, something? Yeah, people do that. Isn't that jacked up? The people steal baby identities? Yeah, but what are they going to do with it? Get her a tiny little credit card? <laughs> they don't. It doesn't matter. But what do they, when they steal the baby identity, what do they do with the baby identity? Maybe sell it to someone else. I don't know. And what do they do with it? I don't know. I am not a dark web member. Like there's sure. nothing you can do with a baby identity for 21 years. Um, people can like check with their credit and stuff like that. I don't know. I People have sent me stuff. Um, yeah. Anyways, so we will probably be sharing her full name and we will definitely 100% be showing pictures of her. Um, so make sure you like and follow us on social media. <laughs> there's that plug. That's how she's going to pay her worth. Do you think that's why... Because I often wondered this in when I worked in radio, celebrities who announce really bizarre names for their kids. Do you think those are just almost made up code words for like Sarah? Yeah. So who is it? Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Apple. Martin who have Apple. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think that kid's name is really like um, Elizabeth, you know, Jane, what's it, Martin? Probably like something really traditional. Goop. And they're <laughs> Elizabeth Goop. Elizabeth Elizabeth Goop Martin. That's <laughs> um but and then they're like, but we're just gonna we're tell gonna the call you Apple. We're gonna tell the world that your name is Apple. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, people are crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um yeah, you don't watch enough Dateline to appreciate how crazy people are. Well, we're excited to introduce you to our daughter. Pineapple Dodge Dollar. <laughs> How does your age difference impact your relationship? This, um, I get asked this question every now and again, and I don't really think about it. I don't really think about it either. How, are we a dozen years apart? I think we're a dozen. And I think it's funny that people think it should impact our relationship. One, I'm not in my 20s, so it's not like, you know chef is pushing 50 and I'm like 20 and still trying to like go out and party. Like we're kind of on the same wavelength, like yeah. where we are in our lives. Second of all, I think that men typically I've never met anyone. Men mature much slower than women. So you can confirm That's that you're not offended. That's exactly what I was going to oh, say. It was? Oh, okay. yeah. Here's the thing. Men like Jeff has 12 years on me. But he also has a lot more maturity than I would say 100% of the guys I dated that were around my age. So he knows what he wants. He's more mature. We have a stronger relationship because I think guys are just a little bit slower <laughs> in that way. Don't you think so? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. Like think but... about where your head was at at like 20 and early 30s. Like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I enjoy someone with a little more life experience and it really doesn't impact, you know, it's not even, to, to be honest, it's not even something I think about. I honestly didn't even, I'm not even a hundred percent sure we're 12 years apart. I'm not really sure how many years we are apart. Um, it's 12 except, except when I, my birthday in, in November, it'll be 13 cause I'll be, it's 12 and then I'll be, it'll be a year older. But only and, for three months because yeah. then I turn 35. I'm yep. 35. Wow. Okay. Old. Yeah. I got to treat you in for a younger model. He says that all the time. Dumb joke. Um, what is the ultimate goal for the podcast? Like what success would blow your mind? I would love it. I think what would be successful for, for me would be this – I, the, I would like the financial growth to continue because I think it would be great um, if we were able to do this for a living, like financially, continue to financially support the, have the show support itself, but also make an income, right? But I would also like to do more and more philanthropic things. 
Um, I think my dream would have it be something like the Ellen show minus the Ellen show drama right now. Yeah. Where every single week we are changing someone's life for the better through the power of community. Yes. Like that, if I was able to reach some sort of Ellen type generosity with the show, that would be, I think, the greatest thing to me. Yeah. I think for me, the ultimate, um, like if we're speaking about physical things that would happen, I think when we have dreamed of success for the show, um, what we dream of is also life having the show as the core, but having things outside of it, like a book deal or speaking tour, like the other ways that we can encourage people. Um, so I think that, I think that success to us looks like having a full team. Um, like right now there are some dream roles that if we had a bunch of more money that we would love to fulfill, we right. have like a ultimate wish list of like key players on our team that we'd like to fulfill. We just aren't able to do that until, you know, we grow a little bit more. Um, and I would love to have someone like a manager or an agent that's seeking new opportunities for us. Yeah. Um, but we're Cal really Cal I'm like, I just want to give away things. Like I want to give somebody a house and Callie's got a full business plan thesis type. But we've talked about this before. I know, but I just, you, you are so much more prepared to answer this question than I was. Oh, that's just because we've talked about it. Got it. Um, but it would have to be someone that like is an out of the box thinker because that's where Jeff is at. And then someone that doesn't try to put us in a box. Like it's like, hey, we should do this. Like a sky's the limit person yeah. to champion and handle like the business side. Because right now, like we're doing all of our own admin stuff pretty much. Yeah. We're doing all of our own negotiations. We're doing, you know what I mean? Like it's just a lot. And I would like us to eventually to be, I would like us to each be free to do what we do best yes. and be able to afford to delegate the rest to really smart people that can elevate the the mission of the upside even further. Which would allow it to grow even bigger and faster. Yes. Somebody did suggest, which is, I think, a conversation that you and I have to have in 2021 about possibly getting an investor or a couple of investors. Mm -hmm. Because if you bring in, if you find investors to invest in the plan and the idea, then that gives you the capital to bring those people in, which would accelerate the growth. Right. Because what we're doing right now is we're making enough money to sustain. And at the end of every month, we get a little bit more in our bank account than we had the month before, mm -hmm. which is good because as we save those pennies, we'll be able to add new things. Mm -hmm. But an investor would do it a lot faster. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is when you talk about the sky's the limit, I – knew someone who, an, an old coworker of mine, her sister worked for Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. And there's a rule. Oh, I love this. You are never allowed to tell him no. You have to, any idea that he has, you have to accept the idea. Then you go back to your desk and you do the research and you come back to him and tell him what it would take in order for him to to, to get the yes. So if his plan is to build an underground tunnel from Los Angeles to New York City and fire people across the country in subterranean, you know, rocket ship train things so you can travel coast to coast in one hour, you're not allowed to say, Elon, that's ridiculous. No. You go back to your desk, you do some research, and you come back to him and go, all right, It'll take 25 years and $25 billion to do something like that. Plus, we'll need to get on board with the federal government and this and this and this and this and this. And then at that point, he goes, all right, there's a better use of our resources. Move on. Next. Or he's like, okay, let's do it. But to him, no doesn't exist. Which is Jeff's perfect world because I think in Jeff's – mind the most frustrating part of being a creative person is hearing the word no when there's not a reason that somebody can back it up. Well, there re I think you should always, if you have to tell somebody no, a creative person 
no, the response can't, the response, there ha, the response to that person has to be. There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. And the reason could be just as simple as that will take 100 hours of manpower and we can't afford that over the next three months. You know, like I don't have the money that I don't have the, the hours to devote to that. And then I would go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right. I mean, you know, but at least there's a reason. No for the sake of no is, is Dumb. Oh, to, it for a creative person. It's like, it's like poison ivy inside your mouth. It's the worst <laughs> thing. It's the most awful thing. Jeff used to have people like that, like that he had to report to. And it just drove him crazy. Like you could see the anger in his face because he would say, okay, why? You're like, well, that's the the rules. The worst is we've, we've never done it. That's not how we do it. We've never done it like that before. Jeff's like, cool, something new. Let's try it. (laughs) We, We would sit in meetings and people would, we would talk about like events. The radio station would talk about events and they would say, okay, here's an event for the past five years. Every year for the past five years, it's made 20% less money where it's almost to the point of being a, it's going to cost us money to put this event on. What can we do to be different? And I'm like, how about this? And I throw out a different idea. And they're like, that's crazy. No. I said, why not? Because we've never done it like that before. I'm like, I know. The reason we're in this meeting is because the way you have done it (laughs) is not working. Has been failing for 60 months. So let's mix it up. And they're like, no, we got to do what we have been doing. But it just needs to be, we just need to make money. Like that. Nothing sets Jeff's hair on fire faster than that. Maybe even more than inefficiency. Yeah, that's yeah. That's right up there. All right. Thank you for listening to and so um, many questions. Yeah. This went a, a little longer than expected, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.